You're allowed cleaners back in the house now. And they have to stay six foot away from you as everybody has to stay six foot away from everybody else still at the time of recording. And so my solution to that was to stay locked in my office. My office is quite a small space and I only use it during the day. And I thought, well, I'll keep this place clean myself. And then when the cleaners are here, I'll just kind of lock myself away in here. And we don't have that slightly socially awkward thing of trying to work out what two meters is on the floor and pressing ourselves against the sides of rooms to make sure we don't get too close. And so I was doing that and then it came to the end of the working day. And at the end of the working day, I usually go out for a run. And so I had to get myself from here down to the hall to collect my running trainers and then out of the kitchen back door and, and off to go out. So I got changed in my office and grabbed the old phone I used to play music whilst I'm running and some earphones and then went out to my office and did a very sharp right into the spare bedroom on this floor and then through to the back stairs, down the back stairs, into the kitchen, out into the hall, grabbed the trainers, back into the kitchen, put the trainers on and out. And I managed to get out without them seeing me at all. I was so proud of myself. But then I got outside and realised I'd forgotten my sunglasses. Not as serious as forgetting my phone so I didn't have any music, but it disturbed the routine of running for me. Let's go back to how I started running. I started running because I'd never done it before really. And I was trying to lose weight as frankly I always am. And it was a form of cardio I'd not done and so I got a pair of running trainers and tried running around the streets of Wapping and actually thought, this is fine, I, I can do this. I think I enjoyed it at first, but it never, I've never fallen in love with it. And you might see me now during lockdown, I've kind of got back up to running five, usually six days a week. So you might think superficially that I enjoy running. I don't think I've ever enjoyed exercise at all, actually. There's a brief period where I do enjoy it, but I never enjoy the exercise itself. So when I used to play badminton, I enjoyed the tactics of badminton and I enjoyed the technique, but I never enjoyed the exercise. With running, I enjoy seeing the scenery, I enjoy seeing the things around me, but I don't enjoy the running itself. But I, I ran for years and I've been on and off that running thing in the time in between. And recently with lockdown, I decided to put myself back on it. At the start of lockdown, I thought, well, I, I need to do some cardio. So I bought myself a fairly decent rowing machine to go out in one of the outbuildings in, in the hope I'd go and use that. And um, I really used to enjoy the rowing machine at the gym. Back when I worked in Chiswick, it was one of my favourite things to do at the gym. I just have a lunchtime pop down to the gym. It was not the gym that all my colleagues went to. It was a little one in an old um, disused church down one of the side streets. I'd go there and they had a couple of Concept 2 rowing machines and I'd just sit there and row for 25 minutes, do five kilometres or so on the rowing machine and then shower and back to the office. So I thought maybe I could get back into that, but I've been on the rowing machine here couple of times and it's it's just not there anymore. So 
so I thought, well, I'll try running. I've had trouble with my knees over the years. I used to run a lot, we'll get on to that. I used to run a lot and my knees have not taken too kindly to it. So sometimes my knees can be a weak spot. And so I was wary about getting into running long distances or running frequently because if my knees start to give me trouble then I can't run at all. But during lockdown, I forced myself to put on a pair of trainers and head up the road and first couple of runs were difficult, but now it, it's getting okay again. But I still don't enjoy the running. I still don't enjoy the process of putting one foot in front of another. I've no interest in going faster. I've no interest in going farther. I'm doing it to get some cardio in the hope of losing some weight or at least not putting any more weight on in lockdown. It has to be a routine for me. I know people who go out running and they just take random turns around the roads and they follow a random route and see where they end up and I could not do that. For me, it has to be planned in advance. I know the route I'm doing in advance. Sometimes I have variations in my mind, depending how I'm feeling, I can add on an extra kilometer here by doing a little loop or taking this turn or whatever, but it's a, it's a pre-programmed plan in my, in my mind. I know what I'm gonna do. And I have my routine of what I wear as well. I always wear my running hoodie. I always wear one of about three or four pairs of shorts. I always wear the same running trainers. Always take a phone with, with music and I always wear sunglasses. I can't run easily without sunglasses. And so this day when I'd forgotten them. I didn't really fancy the trial of trying to get back in and out again without the cleaners seeing me and stopping me for a socially awkward, socially distanced chat. So I thought I'll try running up the road without sunglasses. It was tough. I got through the normal 6K route, but it didn't feel right. It didn't feel comfortable. I think for me, the sunglasses and the hoodie are part of my armor to keep the world around me out. When I'm running, I'm in my own little world. I don't want to connect myself to the other people. I don't want to connect myself to the world around me. I'm in my own little, my own little space. And it's a space where I'm forcing myself not to think about running. I always, always, always run with music on. If I'd forgotten the phone I use as a music player or my headphones, then I wouldn't have gone running at all. I use an old battered phone as an MP3 player. Actually, I say old battered phone, it's not that old at all. As I think I mentioned in a previous episode, I was in Paris last autumn, you know, back in those days when we could go to Paris. And my phone stopped charging on the last day there. And so the first thing I did when I got back to London was buy myself a new phone. And then during some work in the garden about a month ago, I managed to drop a stone on this new phone. And so it's lasted me six months before it's got the huge spider's web of a crack across the screen. And I'm not one of those people who can use a phone with a cracked screen. So I got another new one. So the old one with the cracked screen has become the running phone. It doesn't have a SIM card in, it doesn't work. It's only data is if I plug it into the PC or if it gets into the house to have Wi-Fi. So when I'm out and about, I have no data, no connectivity. I just have all the MP3s on there and play through them, but only through certain MP3s. 
for me the music when i'm running is a distraction it has to be something i can lose myself in completely so it has to be songs i know and songs i know well and songs that i can sing along with in my head songs that i can lose myself in i have to do everything possible to stop myself thinking about the action of running if i think about the running then I become conscious of how it feels and I become conscious of how I look and I become conscious of how fast I'm going or how slow I'm going and how I'm placing my feet and the noise I'm making on the ground. And I become very self-conscious of all these things, even if out here in the countryside, there's nobody else around. So the music is, it's like the sunglasses to block that out. And so I lose myself in the music. And to be honest, quite often I find myself singing along. Not that long ago, I came round the corner of a footpath on a slightly different, longer route I was taking at the time and astonished two ladies walking in front of me on the footpath by bellowing a Lady Gaga song as I kind of hurtled towards and round them at the top of my voice. No idea what they thought of that. Somebody once said to me that when you're running, if you're not sprinting, and I, I never sprint, then you should always be in control enough of your breath to be able to hold a conversation. And I've kept that with me, but I never run with anybody anymore. So who am I going to talk to? So I sing instead. Out here in the countryside, it's generally fine, except for those two old ladies who got a little bit startled. The road we live on out here used to be a wider road and then about 20 years ago long before we lived here there was a dual carriageway built just over the way which relieved the pressure on this road so this road was reduced to a smaller country road but the wider carriageway was kept and so by the side of what is now the road you have a a path for horses for cyclists for runners for walkers it stretches for kilometer after kilometer up the road and it's wide enough to maintain social distancing it's wide enough to have several runners run past each other or somebody on a bike go past a runner and you, you can lose yourself because you don't have to awkwardly negotiate people. One of the things about running there is that I am completely able to switch off. And I think that's why I've got back into running out here in a way that I didn't when I was back in London. When I was back in London running, you'd run along the streets and there'd be groups of people to run around or sometimes you'd have to say excuse me to people and sometimes they wouldn't hear you and quite frankly on quite a lot of occasions they would hear you and sometimes deliberately stand in your way it seems like joggers are the enemy of people walking on pavements but out here in the countryside you don't get that the space to run on is wide enough and frankly in the six seven k i run from the house up the road and back if i see one other person that's notable especially at the moment and so I put on the music and I lose myself. I'm not competing against the time. I'm not competing against the speed. I'm not even competing against the distance. The only reason I know that that route is six and a bit kilometers long is back in the day, I did used to time myself and I know that route because it's such an obvious route to take. And I know how long that route is, but it doesn't really bother me. I'm, I'm constantly at the moment anyway, fighting the urge to try and run it faster or to try and run further. Because frankly, when I started at the beginning of lockdown, the 6K route was quite challenging. I'd not run at all for 
not seriously for six months a year and so getting back into it just getting my body moving in that way getting the joints feeling not creaky feeling smooth enough to run and to carry on running for that length of time took a while so i started off with a 4k route then a 5k route and it halfway through the 6k route so about three kilometers out from the house there is a hill i don't mean a little bit of a hill it's a fairly substantial hill it comes a, a a difficult place in the run because you're a couple of kilometers in but have not yet hit the stride of being on autopilot yet well i haven't anyway but i've got back to being able to run to the bottom of the hill up the hill slightly beyond until the path runs out turn around come back and back to the house and i know that's about 6.1 kilometers and i do that almost every day of the week but i I never time myself. I'm so conscious of how easily I could slip back into worrying about the time and focusing on the time that I actually prevent myself from knowing how long it's taken. I don't look at the clock on my phone before I go out. I don't look at the clock on the cooker before I leave the kitchen. I don't look at any clocks. I don't listen to the radio in case they say the time i just go i know roughly what time of day it is because obviously it's after work or it's lunchtime or it's before lunch or it's mid-afternoon but i'm very conscious never to know what time it is accurately enough to be able to tell how quick the run was i know that the 6k run is order of magnitude somewhere around about half an hour but that doesn't mean I'm running 6K in half an hour. It could be 40 minutes, it could be 25 minutes. I couldn't tell you which. I just know it's roughly about half of an hour to go out and do a run and get back. I did used to time myself when running. I used to have one of those apps that would interrupt the music and tell you how far you'd gone every few kilometers and then it would give you a report of how fast you were running. And back then I, w I was confident enough in my running that that was fine and if my pace had slipped slightly i would up the pace i would concentrate and go oh, i'll go a little bit faster or maybe i'll push myself a little bit here right now i'm i'm not pushing myself and to some people that's an anathema isn't running about pushing yourself isn't exercise about pushing yourself well it might be for some people but for me it's not the place I work at the moment, there's a Strava group of runners where they share their, their speed and whatever and their routes and how often they're going. And a few people have said to me, oh, if you're running, you should join. And I make my excuses, but I know it would be bad for me. I know that would end up with me stopping running again because I'd, I'd become fixated on the time or the distance. It's not that I'm comparing myself to others. I know some people are going to run faster than me and I know some people are going to run more slowly than me. That's fine. What I'm comparing myself to is what I think I should be able to do. I never compare myself to other people. I compare myself to an invented ideal I have in my head of what I should be. And should is a, is a big word and it's an ill-advised word in this context because there is no rational concept of should. But that's what I'm comparing myself to. And so if I put a timer on, I'd be thinking I should be able to run 6k in 28 minutes. I should be able to run 5k in 23 minutes. Where does the should come from? 
And so rather than put myself through that, I cut myself off from it completely. I did used to have more confidence in running. I did used to go running with people. I have relatively recently, but nowadays it's very, very hard. And my temptation is, is not to. It's something I do on my own. I used to run much further than I do now. Back when we didn't live out here in the countryside at weekends, of a Sunday morning, I'd get myself up quite early. I'd get my running gear on and I'd run around the towpaths of the canals and rivers of East London and up to North London and quite often do 25 kilometers, sometimes 30 kilometers. One day I even did 45 kilometers without stopping. It's perfectly flat because canals are flat, oddly enough. Except where you have the locks and you'd have a small ramp up that you could push yourself up that and then it's steady flat again. I'd go for hours, I'd just put music on. I, I would take a few pound coins, so if I had to, I could stop and buy a bottle of water or something on the way. I'd take some of those rehydration energy gels with me in the other pocket and I'd stick an MP3 player in my pocket, stick some earphones in and off I'd go for hours. The route was very varied. It would go through a little bit of city with the annoying people on the pavements and then you get to towpath, you get to narrow busy towpath and that was difficult because there are blind corners. You'd have walkers who wouldn't move out the way and cyclists who come hurtling down the towpath far too quickly. You'd have to dive into the bushes to get out of their way or dive into the water, which for somebody who can't swim is not a good option. It was all going fine until one day I was coming back from a long run all the way up to Tottenham Marshes and back. And I came back down and I was running kind of around Hackney Marshes, that kind of area. And somebody had a dog off the lead and the dog charged at me. I don't think the dog was actually attacking me, but the dog came towards me and I panicked. I fell over. I landed on my MP3 player. I broke that. I broke my glasses. I twisted my ankle. I twisted my knee. The person with the dog thought it was funny. And so I gathered my stuff and I was in tears. I, I hobbled back to Tesco's in Bromley by Bow and which was open by that point on the Sunday. Used one of the pound coins in my pocket to phone home and got my other half to come and give me a lift home. And that was it for running for me for a long time. The magic had gone. I knew that that was one person and I shouldn't let one person destroy my confidence like that, but it's not a conscious decision. So it took me a long time to get back into running and I think that's the point where I really detached from the world around me and pulled myself into my own little world whilst I'm running. I mean, all this conspires to make sure that I'm never going to do an organised running event, not even a park run. You know, for starters, the nature of those things is that they time you. I realise that it's more normal to want to know how fast you're running so that you can see improvements and you, you could look at your time. When I say to anybody who's a runner, oh, I've been out for 5k or whatever, one of the standard questions they ask is, oh, what was your pace? How long did you do it in? And quite a few people find it odd that I, I can't answer that. And so doing a park run, I mean, Firstly, it's it's hard to shut yourself off in your own little world when you're surrounded by so many people doing the same thing who are there for the 
the social communal nature of the run wouldn't suit me at all and then of course you'd get timed no interest in that a lot of organized events don't allow you to run with music on either it's a safety thing if you're not running in an event where all the roads are closed it's not deemed safe to run with with music on I do it round here in the countryside because in my 6k route I only have to cross one road and there's plenty of visibility either way I did once enter the lottery for the London Marathon actually I was so relieved by the time the autumn came round not to get a space to be honest not because of the exertion this was during the time when I was going out running every Sunday and so I was doing three quarters of a marathon distance once a week so actually running the distance would not have been too challenging but there were a couple of things that put me off one was as soon as I told friends and family I was doing it there were numerous people saying oh we'll come and cheer you on on the day or we'll come down and visit and we'll visit for the weekend and we'll cheer you on and I thought what have I what have I done that's not what I want that's that's not an experience I'm going to enjoy for me running even back then before I lost my confidence in it was about me it wasn't about other people seeing me it was about me being in my own little bubble and, and doing this thing and so now I think I would have the confidence to say that I think now I would have the confidence to say I'm doing this event I don't want people to come and cheer me on I'm just doing it for me back then I didn't have that and I kind of went along with, oh yeah we'll do that we'll do that and then I didn't get the place and I thought oh I'm so thankful I did not have to go through with that. Of course, the other thing is you get timed. The other thing is there are people on the streets supporting the runners anyway. And for most people that works. So it's not so much that I'm not comfortable in that environment. It's that I would feel out of place. I would feel like I was amongst a group of people enjoying something I wasn't enjoying. Why would I do that to myself? That would just be ridiculous there's also the fact that for me running is something that I don't want to do at a particular time even though I know that I go running at the end of the day and that usually means that it's kind of 5 36 o'clock I'll get changed and go out running or whatever there's no particular time there's no pressure to be for this to be one of my good runs you know, if, if you do an event that's timed, that's a time that's recorded. You might have run it 10% faster the day before, but that doesn't matter. You have to perform on this one day and that will put extra pressure on me. What if I didn't feel like it? What if my stomach didn't feel quite comfortable? What if my legs were feeling a bit achy? If those things are true now, well, I can just take a slightly slower pace or I can take a shorter route or I could delay running for half an hour while I sit down or put some deep heat rub on my legs or whatever that doesn't feel like an option if you've got a starting pistol going at a particular time I did do the marathon distance though but of course I've no idea how long it took me that's the irony I run all year round whatever the weather it's quite hot at the moment well it was until recently the past couple of weeks have been a trial because I have my uniform for running which consists of the hoodie which is quite padded it gets very very hot I 
I'm not somebody who could go out running in a sleeveless vest top. That is never going to happen. I need my uniform. I need to be covered up. I need to be wearing my usual routine outfit. Routine, routine, routine. And so it's been really, really hot. Except the other day, the weather changed this week. And I'd been running out there and it had been 25 degrees. It had been really hot and the sunglasses had seemed entirely appropriate. And I went out midweek, I think it must have been Thursday night, and it was like icy drizzle. Where's that come from in June? The whole world gone mad. But I run in the rain, I run in the sunshine. Probably my favourite conditions to run in are kind of warm drizzle. I, I can't run if the ground is slippery. So in autumn with the slippery leaves it's difficult, and ice is a no chance, and also during very heavy rain where the ground is a little bit not very grippy. I can't do that. I've never been able to do anything where I don't have a solid connection to the ground. It just sounds like a, an abstract thing to say, and I guess it is, but the idea of, of ice skating or skiing or snowboarding is completely out. I can't even run down a hill. You know, if there's a, a steep hill to run down, the, the safest way to run down the hill is just to start running and carry on running, not try to stop and control each step. I find that absolutely impossible. Maybe it's something to do with not being able to, to run or walk in a way that I know I could stop instantly. I never really thought about it that much. So, yeah, I'm back to running again. I'm not a runner, though. I'm just somebody who's taking their only option as a form of cardio to stop the... the pounds piling on in lockdown when I'm not walking to work and back every day. Normally, in sane times, I walk an hour to work and an hour from work every single day. It doesn't feel like much to me, but it does keep the exercise up and it does stop me getting enormous. So I'm trying to replace that. Never learned how to swim. I took lessons 10, maybe more years ago now? Yeah, probably more years ago. I got to the point of being able to do a length, but again, not comfortably, not in a way that I could now, not in a way I was going to remember, and not in a way that I could when there wasn't an instructor there telling me exactly what to do. And as with all these things, my confidence went, and there is no way on earth I'm getting back into a swimming pool now. I can't even really ride a bike anymore either. I did have a bike as a kid. I found it when clearing out my dad's house after he died 10 years ago. It was rusted and in the shed at the back of the house. I rode it a few times as a kid, but I don't think I must have ridden it more than half a dozen times. I was never confident on a bike. I was never confident out on the road. And it's been 35 maybe nearly 40 years since I last got on a bike so the idea that that would still be in my mind somewhere given that I wasn't proficient or confident back then it's not gonna it's not gonna happen and people say to me I should try but I'm just not in the place for doing that at the moment so running 
it's my only option that's why i do it i don't do it because it's the best option for me or the most fun option for me i do it because really it's the only option <laughs> This episode of Anxious Laughter was recorded on the 6th of June 2020, still in the middle of lockdown. It was written, it was spoken, and it was produced by me, Dan McNeil. <laughs>